Welcome, fellow anglers, to the Working Class Fishing Podcast, a place for all anglers, amateur or expert, to share their stories and learn about fishing. Join your hosts, John and Brian, each episode as they debunk the perceived inaccessibility to fishing, break down the barriers of any and all angling methods, and hear stories from other anglers and their own journeys with fishing. Now, let's get this show started. Everybody, welcome back to Working Class Fishing. This is a very special episode. I'm your only host today, <laughs> John. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> this episode is brought to you by 317 Flies, Morris Flyco, Max and Outfitters, Lid Rig, Angry Rooster Fly Company. And uh, if I missed anybody, I'm sorry, and we'll come back around on the on the back side it's been a little bit um this is someone's marking on the door over here i think we're marking the height this this door over here to our to our left i think you're right um <laughs> it smells like a big mouth <laughs> yeah we uh we we always marked our heights on that door so you can go back from uh damn near 40 years and you can see people's heights on this door but uh this is my dad <laughs> uh we're in tennessee as you can tell um this is not my usual backdrop been here for the holidays and uh i just wanted to sit down selfishly for myself and record with my dad so i can go back and listen to this some some dreary day when I'm missing him or something like that. So, but uh, Dad, yeah, what about you? How did you get started in fishing? I got started in fishing when we lived in uh, New Johnsonville, Tennessee, and there's a, a harbor that comes out of the main river channel, it comes up there called Lucas Harbor, big channel there. It was probably, I don't know, 100 yards wide, something like that. And um, I take my dad's bait caster down there and try, try to throw the thing. <laughs> I spent more time trying to figure out why I had these bird nests and digging them out than I did fishing. And uh, anyway, I'd go down there and mom would come, mom would walk down there. We we're probably a half mile from where we lived. And mom would walk down there and bring me something to eat. And um, I just stayed down there fishing all the time. That's all I did <laughs> growing up. And uh, then one day I saw, I was looking at a, I don't know, I don't know maybe Boy's Life or a, or some, some fishing mag, some, some magazine of some kind and saw that there was a Mitchell 300 open face reel. I didn't know they made such a thing. <laughs> all I know is I needed to have one of those. And when I did, my life changed. I could cast. <laughs> it was great. I could cast at least halfway across that, that channel through there and um, stayed in there fishing. It was great. After that, I could, it was at the end of the harbor, there was, uh, they had a lot of piers. They had like a big telephone pole coming up like 20, 15 or 20 feet. And they had these four by fours coming off of them, bracing them, you know, holding, holding the dock area in man i could i could get up on those and and i could cast anywhere 
all those unreachable places suddenly became reachable. I caught a lot of blue kill. <laughs> I caught a lot of blue kill. So, so was that just like the pylons? Yeah, across there. Yeah, they were. They was actually just two two big ones here. I actually used them. But the handrails came down, and you could go from the handrails to the pylons, you know. And then I could get on the pylons, and then I could throw over those places I couldn't because you couldn't walk around the bank because it was all brushy and steep and all that stuff. You couldn't walk across that. And then all the boat houses were behind it. The big thing about this harbor was that we had what I call them willow flies. I think you call them a mayfly. They're mayflies. Mayflies, yeah. yeah. Well, we called them willow flies because they was a lot of weeping willows. A lot of just regular willow trees down in this whole area, and you could shake that tree, and it would just boom explosion of these willow flies everywhere. It was crazy. <laughs> and I opened up a service station down there for a while, and after a willow fly hatch, I had to sweep up the parking lot, and they were they were like this deep, you know, six feet around, just piles of these willow flies. It was huge huge thing and then when they were when they were hatching you could go down there with just about anything and throw it out there and catch fish you know some of the big bass were caught like that down there i yeah. never caught a big bass but a lot of people did <laughs> yeah. so you're a graduate of is it memphis yeah 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 memphis state, memphis state. i went to ut at martin for a couple of years and Went to Memphis State after that. Yeah, I had I was dating this gal up there, and I went up that buddy of mine that I knew. I was sleeping on his tile floor. I don't know what I must have been in love. <laughs> I don't know what I was sleeping on this tile floor to, so that I could date her on the weekends. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad sleep. <laughs> so. You did some fishing in Savannah, though, also. Like Gray Hair Mimmies. Did Gray Hair Mimmy always live in Savannah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always did. Yeah, when we'd go up there to visit Gray Hair Mimmy, they was uh, they lived uh, in a little, it was crazy because they was this little crazy. The creeks were muddy looking there. I wasn't used to that because the banks are clay bank and the creeks are not very wide. They're probably only 20 yards wide or something through there. And, but they was, the house, set just on the other side of this this uh, creek, I'll call it, I guess that's what it was, but anyway, it wasn't <laughs> just what I used to. Anyway, it set just on the other side of it in the bend of the creek, so there was this deep hole there, and we'd go down there, and I'd want to fish. Well, of course, I didn't bring any fishing poles or anything like that. You know, we, we'd pack clothes. That's what we packed. So I would go out and find me a cane pole, or something growing on the side of the banks and I would cut that pole and then I'd go in and I'd get some, what, it was a strong kind of sewing, I guess it was a commercial sewing thread and I'd find that from Mimi and then I'd cut me a piece of that off and tie it onto this pole and then I'd take and find a straight pin and then I'd bend it in the shape of a hook because it had a head on it so I'd tie the head onto that and then I'd go grab so, a piece of bread out of, the, <laughs> out of the cupboard. And then I'd go down there and wad up a little dough balls, what we always call them. I'd put it on there and I'd go down there and fish that bend where it was deep and I'd catch fish. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was fun. So what is your most memorable fish you've ever caught? Uh, I think the most memorable fish was a paddlefish. That sucker was... 
I forget. I measured him. I think he was like 52 inches long. But we were we were up in the back of where was that creek? What's that creek called down there? Willette, going down that area and back of there. I forget the name of the creek. Anyway, we were back up in this creek, way back up in this creek. And they was they were a lot of minnows out there. So I had a little number five shad wrap and I was throwing it up the channel of this creek and pulling it down. And I I hung into something. I didn't know what I had. It was bigger than anything I'd ever caught back there. And fought this fish for like 15 minutes and finally saw what it was. And I was with I was with Uncle Hilton, you know. <laughs> Uncle Hilton was very competitive. He was not happy that I was catching a big fish and he wasn't. So I'm pulling this thing to the boat and I'm saying, well, get a net, help me get this in. Ah, he's your fish. You just get him, you know? <laughs> so finally I got this fish up there and, and he was, I pulled him up and he was tall as I was basically, you know, he was huge and uh, took pictures of that fish. I still don't know where those pictures I are. I know. I had a, I had a picture laying beside that fish on the carport. Yeah. You had, you had pulled mom's van. I think it was Nissan. Probably. Silver Nissan van. Yeah. You guys had pulled that out, laid that fish down on the carport, and uh, it was taller than me, but I was also shorter yeah, you than were, you at the you time. Little, yeah, at the time, than... yeah. <clears throat> Not anymore. You're head taller than I am now. <laughs> Actually, shows right there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I fed you growing up, but it must have been good stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you taught me how to fish. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on this fishing podcast for everyone here if it wasn't for this man right here. Yeah, well, he's he was natural. <laughs> it was crazy. We we were out camping one time, and we had some of the cousins and in laws and all that down there, and he was probably six, maybe, and his cousin was probably five, something like this. And he came running up from the banks of the creek. We were all sitting around the camp. He came running up from the banks of the creek and ran over to the boat. And he says, I'm going that down there. I'm going to catch me a smallmouth bass. <laughs> and he climbed in the boat and got him a cricket out, ran down the bank, threw out and caught a smallmouth bass. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. And he said, look, I got a smallmouth bass. And he did. He had a smallmouth bass. And, and, and we'd be out fishing. I remember this really well. We were out fishing. We were fishing this bank. We weren't doing any good. And he looked at me and said, there's a bass right there. Just throw right there. I threw right there and there's bass right there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was good to have along. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we, we've had so many awesome trips. We we went fishing when it was so cold. They would just chill you to the bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been fishing when the, the, the ramp was icing up. I wasn't sure we were going to get off of it. <laughs> well, what are we going to do? We can't get off of this. <laughs> so, Uncle Tim was your fishing partner. Yeah. He was your partner in yeah. time. Best yeah, friend. yeah, he was. <laughs> Yeah, he was. So what was, do you have any stories about you and Tim fishing that you? Uh, Tim, the thing about Tim, the thing I decided after I actually started learning that it's not always about how many or how big the fish were. 
It was about the relationships that you build fishing, you know, and Tim and I would go fish and we talk, we just enjoy each other. And one of the weirdest things though, is I had a, I had another shad wrap. It was an orange one. I don't know why I was throwing orange, but anyway, I was throwing an orange shad wrap along this bank and I overcast. It got hung up maybe 15, 20 feet in this limb over the top. And he spent, he spent a half an hour getting that bait down for me. I mean, it's just, it's just what we did. You know, it's $5 bait. We got to get this thing down. That's expensive. <laughs> so, but he, he, he did that. It, and he was a, he was a great guy. He, I mean, he was local doctor and best friend. And, and I remember we had an ice storm in 92 and I mean, it was, I went out that night and it was like, like a shotgun was going off you know you hear these huge cracks and booms and it was these oak limbs we had a bunch of oak trees out front still do but they was these huge oak limbs and they were just snapping off and falling from all the way to this ice and of course we have we live in a very wooded area wood, wooded lot and i woke up the next morning and i look out down my driveway and our driveway's what do you think it is 60 70 yards yeah usually yeah something yeah. like that and I look up the driveway and this guy was in my driveway at seven o'clock in the morning, cutting the trees out of my driveway so I could get out. And that's the kind of guy he was. He was just great. He's just a great guy. Fun to fish with. I remember we were out fishing one day with him and we were actually where I caught, we were up in that same creek where I caught that paddlefish. And no, we wasn't. I'm sorry. That's, that's just wrong. We were, we were down in Hartsville in that part of the river down there. Anyway, the phone rings, he picks up his cell phone, he's talking to him and he gives all this doctor jargon. It was just crazy. Somebody was really sick and they were having these delusions and, you know, and, and uh, he went, I mean, it was amazing to me and how brilliant this guy actually was <laughs> fishing with me, you know, because, because doctor, I mean, he was just so smart. And he got off the phone and says, yeah, sometimes when people get old, they just think the weirdest things. I mean, she was thinking somebody was after her in the bed, in the bed in there. I'm going, okay. You know, so he gave her some medicine. I guess she was okay. Uh, I remember one of, one of the times we were fishing, uh, Cordell Hall and, um, uh, it was the only time I've really been scared on the water. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I remember that. That was that was not too smart of me. But that rain kind of came out of nowhere. Well, the sad part about that was is I could see the rain. Yeah. I knew it was coming. I just thought we could get where we were going before it came. Yeah. You know, and I really wasn't worried about it because I mean we fished in ice and the snow and yeah. the rain, whatever, but you know, but it hit and it came in with a vengeance. It was I mean, I could tell you were scared. We pulled up on the banks a while and it kind of subsided somewhat. And then we, you know, we drove on back and I wouldn't do that to you again. But you freaked out a little <laughs> yeah, bit on that, that one. Was, it was, it was kind of scary. Waves, because those, you never get really big waves down there. You no, know, on the never. Tennessee River where I was raised, you couldn't use the boat that we got. That little track, it won't, it won't, because the waves are like two or three foot high all the yeah. time. It'll get up white capping on you. Uh, but, you know, we just came on back and came home. But yeah. it, it was pretty sketchy that yeah. day. <laughs> pretty sketchy. Do you remember, uh, it would have been probably 2015. Uh, I was going through chemo. And we, oh, were, yeah. we were back in that uh, 
we're back in that pocket by the graveyard. Oh um, yeah. And I hooked something and uh it ended up being that giant ass turtle. You remember <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were going on about this prehistoric creature. And yeah. It was, it was a huge, was it a big snapping it turtle? It was a giant snapping, yeah. like no joke. It, it was big as a garbage can. Like. It was. It was a it was a huge turtle. And you pulled on that thing for 15, 20 minutes and <laughs> you thought, oh, it's a it's a monster. It's a prehistoric <laughs> creature. Look at this. <laughs> it had moss growing on the yeah, back it of it. He was old. That's, it was, that's it was our grand to be 400 years old. It was a very, very old snapping turtle. <laughs> and it's probably in like six foot of water if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, we we call it uh hybrid stripers. Oh yeah, you remember uh, the time over we went to uh God, I can't Bear River? Barren River. Barren River, yeah. It was Barren River. It was a cold, windy day. We were trolling plugs. Trolling plugs, and we finally hit them in that yeah. one strip. We caught a bunch of stripes. We did. did they day. were huge. They were. It was great. That fun. was 2005. Was it? That was 2005. Okay. I, I just remember the event. Remember the days. It was great. I would have been 12. Yeah, that was 2005. Yeah. Oh, we, that's where we took all the pictures of them out yeah. front, all that fish yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, we did really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did good. That we day. did good. Yeah. We've had a lot of good fishing trips. Yeah, yeah, we have. <laughs> Let's see, it's been fun. Yeah, recently, I'd say recently, probably what six, six months ago, we went fishing in Kentucky. That was, that was fun. <laughs> the bank, the, the, the bank just looked. There was so much vegetation growing up, aquatic vegetation growing up on the edges of the bank, that it just looked like grass. It looked like it was part of the bank i think everybody but dad stepped in in that in that grass and took a plunge in the river <laughs> well you gonna get old being no fool <laughs> that's just what it works <clears throat> y'all caught a lot of fish that day we did yeah yeah you caught a lot of fish yeah I got tired. It got nearly dark, and you guys were still way in the tree. I said, I'm going up this hill. It was steep getting down there, and I'm like, I'm going back up the hill. I'm going to sit here. I wasn't doing too good. We've caught, I couldn't even begin just together how many panfish we've caught oh, together. Easy. Thousands. Thousands and yeah, thousands. Easy. Yeah. And all the only, only trouble we had is trying to get your mama to, to keep them four inches long. I had to set a, I had to set a size limit on panfish, if you can believe it, because she'd have kept a men a size. She's like my grandmother. She was I could I, that was when I'd go fishing down there at that at uh, Lucas Harbor. I was telling you about. I would take it over to and you didn't know her. She had passed before you well, came along a long time ago. Well, her name was Ain Elsie. Because Aunt Elsie and Uncle Hurley actually raised Dan, you know. So, but she, so she was the grandma at the time. Yeah. And they lived beside us. They moved down to uh, New Johnsonville, lived right beside us, I guess, so they could take care of them. And anyway, I could go down there at that Lucas Harbor and catch, I could catch bluegill that were that long. She loved them. <laughs> she, she'd cook and clean every one of them I brought to her. <laughs> she loved fish better than anybody. She was the one that made me. 
she was making cookies one day. I'll never forget this one. This is bad. <laughs> making cookies. And she had all that dough stirred up. So I want to taste. I want to taste. And she gave me some. Oh, that's good. Let me have some more. She said, you're going to make yourself sick. You know what? That old one was right. So I made myself <laughs> so sick. I couldn't understand. I threw up for days. Same like. <laughs> anyway, she loved fish. Gosh, she loved fish. She'd throw them in one of those old, um, I'm trying to say ceramic, I guess it is old, some uh, the old farm style ceramic sink. She'd yeah, put yeah. a stopper in it and throw them in there. You know, she'd pull them out. She loved fish. So I mean, me and her got along just fine. <laughs> she cooked a lot of good cookies and I liked to fish. She liked <laughs> fish to eat. So we were, we were buddies. Yeah. Uh, what was the rule on the boat? You always keep the first fish as long as it's. Legal. legal yeah unless it's what we call it a sun perch that's what we used to call them a mm -hmm. sun perch mm -hmm. but i think it's a it's actually a red-breasted sunfish mm -hmm. is what it is yeah but we couldn't it's easier to say sun perch it's easier to say sun perch yeah. but we we couldn't keep those because my sister said they were too pretty so yeah she'd fuss about that yeah no <laughs> no you you, well, you you don't remember the time that we were up at Barron River in some cove up there in in Uncle Hilton's pontoon boat, and we were all fishing. And Rachel decided she wanted to fish some. <laughs> I've heard the story. Oh yeah, it was crazy. So she had one of those little rod. We had a little <laughs> rod on the boat, so we took the little rod and she threw it in finally, and and she caught a fish and she reeled it up and looked at it. She said, "Yep, there's how you catch them." She just threw the rod and all right in the river, and we go, "Whoa!" What? <laughs> We never did do that thing. It was a deep cove. We never did do that. That was, that that was Scotty's rod, too. Oh, I hadn't forgot that. Yeah. yeah, it was Scotty's. It was brand new. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she didn't care. She <laughs> caught the fish. That was the whole objective right there is catch the fish. So she, she never really enjoyed fish. She said she didn't enjoy fishing, but it's it's. I think it's very impossible to not oh, enjoy she, fishing. She enjoyed fishing. She, I, she wanted me to take her and a friend of hers. I don't remember who it was. Probably Brittany. Probably Brittany. Anyway, so I took them fishing, went to that uh, that bluegill hole yeah. up in that, yeah, on that little cove. And and I was helping Brittany because yeah. Brittany never fished. Yeah. She got so jealous. She was mad. <laughs> she fussed. You were helping her the whole time. I'm going, well, yeah. I'm, I didn't catch as many fish as she did. I'm going, I can't help that. I got to take it just you, you know? So she did like to fish. <laughs> she just kind of hid it. She yeah. just didn't want to act like she liked to fish. Yeah. She was upset about that. She used to like it when I'd make noises baiting the worms on her head. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, I used to make the worms scream in agony as I was baiting them on the... I was a sick kid. <laughs> You remember that big uh, rockfish that we got that time when we went camping? We were going out fishing, try to catch some catch some dinner. That was our, that was our goal. We're going to go camping. We're going to catch the dinner. You remember this? And we went out. We came out of the little boat ramp area out into the defeated creek. Out in the channel. Out there? in the channel of defeated yeah. creek, and we're cruising up through there. And we looked over in the water, and they was 
it was as long as this table. This, this, I, what is that? Four foot long? Yeah. There was a rockfish that was stunned. Evidently, somebody had hit it with a boat or something. He was just flopping around there, stunned. So we took him in and that was our, <laughs> we just went fishing. So, oh, this will work. <laughs> we took him over. You remember that? Yeah, it was huge. It was a huge fish. It was fish. a giant fish. And that's a, that's a striped bass. I think so think i think so i think we call them rockfish but i think yeah. they're striped yeah. bass yeah but giant fish is giant fish fed fed everybody there it did it fed like 20 people it did that's as bad as bogle mike bogle got out with his dad and they they were on a camp out and they started catching some fish and they didn't have enough to feed all of them and he caught a big drum or a, no it was a it was a big buffalo but buffalo's good, though. Yeah, well, he he, he, they, he cooked him up and ate him. He says, you can't eat that. He said, yeah, you watch. We're going to eat it. They'll never know the difference. And yeah. they didn't. No, buffalo's pretty good. I've, I've, I've got a guy at work that swears by grass carp and buffalo. Yeah. yeah. He says they're some of the best eating fish you can yeah, have. They've got bone in them, though. They, they've got bone in them, but. Um, you can cook them down. Well, I think you can cut around the ribs on buffalo because they are they are bony but they're so big also okay what, what is that carp and catfish what is that video guy that guy out of alaska cat talking about the catfish and carp guy? yeah catfish and carp guy he had somebody prepare one for him but it was a long process a long process they boiled it and cut it and that's luke his name's luke okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, he's uh he's actually um, some of our buddies here in Tennessee. Um, some of the some of our podcast buddies they uh, uh they go to like the catfishing convention and bottom bottom uh fishing convention and stuff mm -hmm. like in in I think it's in Chattanooga. Oh really? Yeah, yeah I, but, I think it is. Now that you've said yeah, that. and uh, uh Chris Chris's guy I'm talking about Chris had a uh, got a picture with Luke. Luke is a giant man. Is he? Yeah, you know, like you always see him with his wife and his kids, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, well that makes sense. He's bigger now. Like, yeah, he's big. big. He's, he's, <laughs> he's no, no kidding. Like easily like six, six, six. Wow. Like he's big. Wow. He's a big guy. He, he's a monster guy. Yeah, he, he's he's. I mean, he he's great. I mean, he he does it all. You know, and it's just natural to him. Yeah. Yeah, last last thing I watched of him, he was out camping in two foot of snow, and he he said, "I think I got the flu. I think the kids have got it, but you know it's gonna be okay." And he took off. Oh, wow, dude, <laughs> you're tough <laughs> or stupid one. I don't know which, but couldn't do that. But yeah, he's enjoyable watch. Let's see. It was 2019. I came back from Afghanistan. I came down here because my car shit out on me and you and mama said, Hey, uh, take our old one. And I did, mm -hmm. but we went fishing, of course, because you can't, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you just can't go somewhere and not fish. So, so we went, we went fishing and, uh, that's when I was making soft plastics. And, uh, I remember you caught two bats, literally like we were, we had just got out to this riprap bank up in the creek we we were like five minutes off the boat launch and you you smoked two bass on on this uh number five rapala 
And uh, it's with the green back and the white belly. It's like little baby bass color. Just letting y'all know. He, <laughs> he, can't, he can't keep his secrets to the grave, all right? That okay. is <laughs> that one and the black and white one. Yeah, uh, they're pretty. Uh, and if, if the water's muddy, go for the orange. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat a shad wrap on that river. You can't. I, I, it's I, it's I just amazing. You can't beat a shad wrap anywhere. And, like the original Rapala or Rapala, that we said. Yeah. Floating minnow, those uh, golden ones. Mm -hmm. Trout destroy those. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Trout, trout, trout are meat eaters. Yeah, you know, every yeah. everyone. You know, I say everyone. There's a lot of folks that just don't understand that. Think trout just eat bugs, and you know, I, yeah. I fish streamers, of course. You know that, but it's like that little golden floating minnow. Mm -hmm. Trout will not leave it alone. Oh. There's something about that gold and silver and white. They like that gold color. Yeah, they like they big gold. Like the gold. Yeah, go for the gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, honestly, I bet you could troll big plugs on the caney below the the locks, or not the locks, but below the dam. I bet you could troll plugs there. I'm sure you could. And I bet were you. you, were I, you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. And I, I bet you could catch uh, like four, four or five pound browns down there if you yeah, really wanted we, to. We caught a brown. That's what I was about to say down oh, okay. there. Down there below the dam, below the bridge, uh, even a little further down, you can see it when you're driving into Carthage. On the right, there's a there's a, oh, yeah, a leg, yeah. that leg, yeah. right in that leg. We caught him brownie this long. They didn't have any license to do it, but yeah. we caught him starting loose. Yeah. Yeah, they're there. Yeah. You know, you know where the bridge is, where the where the channel comes into the, you the, can, the dam. I mean, you can see it off the highway. Yeah, you can yeah. see it off that. That, that's where that state record sauger was caught. Was really? Like, yeah, that's where it was caught, <laughs> right in that feed. And yeah, that's brush. There's brush so thick and so deep down in there, though, it's so hard to fish. Well, it's probably a really good spot because that brush probably provides a lot of cover for those predators. Mm -hmm. And then you've got that, that anytime you've got converging water and it creates that seam, mm -hmm. that's really good, too. That's where, that's where Bobo caught that huge rock fish is or striper, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That, that was a, that was a crazy day. We we went all the way up to the dam, and we caught us a skipjack about I don't know foot and a half long, and that's the only one we caught. And he tied him on. We threw him down there. We started floating, and and he <laughs> I never forget this picture. We had that old trihull boat. And, yeah. And he 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 was holding his rod, and he jerked on his rod. And says, "I hope I'm not hung up." I hope that's a fish, you know. And then he kept reeling and says, yeah, it's a fish. It's a fish. And he jumped up on the back, straddling the motor, <laughs> standing there, standing there doing this fish. And he reeled and reeled and reeled and reeled. And he says, he went slack. I lost his fish. And I looked over about 10 foot from the boat, and it just floated up. This huge fish just floats up. So there he is. He reels him in. <laughs> he took him by the bank. His wife worked over at the bank. He went through the drive through and the bank said, Look what I got. Look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> he was proud of his fish. I think he mounted that one. There's a big fish. So yeah. well, ate a foot and a half long skipjack. So yeah. Yeah, he's a big fish. Skipjacks are fun to catch too. Oh, yeah. I love catching those. You know, down there at the at, the, the marina. No, not at the marina. I was thinking about the steam plant. I've never been to the steam plant. Man. I've never been to Gallup the steam plant. Oh, wow. That's awesome. 
because they generate that water all the time. Yeah. And there's a canal coming out from the well to the main channel. You get up in the end of that where God, you can catch skipjack all day long. You can catch two at a time and nearly can't get them in the boat because they're so feisty, you know. They're crazy. Yeah, they, Tennessee tarpon. Yeah, I was about to say Tennessee tarpon. <laughs> skip, skipjack skip herring, which is, uh, they, they fight crazy. I want to get into some on fly line. Oh, you'd love it. It'd be fun. That's, that's where I go. Yeah, we should go. We should do there. that sometime. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, because that's the place. Yeah, and, you know, Lloyd Rose, Lloyd gets down there and he catch huge catfish and the stripers down there. He's got it down pat right in that same area. Well, I'd imagine that the strappers are eating all those. I mean, they're, they're discharging there, like yeah, you said. Yeah, all the time, yeah. It's probably pushing a lot of bait through there. It it's is. probably easy feeding. Yeah, probably yeah. so. But they, it's, it's a good place. So we, we, Tim and I yeah. went down there one night. <laughs> we, we were fishing and fishing. It got kind of dusky dark. I looked up the river and I said, Tim, it's getting kind of foggy. We might ought to head back. We said, yeah, I think we should do that. So we took off. We were so lost. It was so <laughs> thick. We had no idea where we were, you know? And finally, I looked way off in the distance, and there was just one light I could see going. And I'm going, Tim, I think that's the ramp. Head toward that spot right there. So we eased over, and it was the ramp. We got out. We'd have been there all night long. It was so thick. That's like the night me and Bogle were up in Caney Fork. We were up there and it did the same thing. It started getting dark and, and foggy. And we started out and he got up on the bow of the boat, you know, and I said, okay, I'm going to run to the river. You just tell me if you sink. Because up in Caney Fork, they got those huge logs. Yeah. It's just there. The stuff's everywhere. And I'm, I'm just buzzing up through that creek, you know. I said, well, he's watching for me. And the other here said, you know what? I said, no, what? He said, I can't see nothing. I'm older. <laughs> I said, okay, well, let's go a little slower. Then. I can't see nothing. This is not good. <laughs> We're a long way from home. Things you do, crazy stuff. <laughs> it's been, uh, Tennessee's been a wealth of fishing. It's been, yeah. it's been a lot of fun, a lot of great memories. Yeah, Dad loved to fish growing up. He was on the Pickwick when it was new. They, they could go down, they catch so many fish, so many fish, big fish, just huge cat. I took him back down there, I don't know, this many years ago. We go back to his favorite fishing hole I never saw such a broken hearted man in my life because we got out of the car and we walked over there and it was just a gully. There was nothing there anymore, just eroded away and everything. He was, he was very upset about that. That like crushed his soul, you know, going, oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't, yeah. yeah, but it wasn't there anymore. But he, that was just his favorite fish and all it was gone. <laughs> it was not good. That, you know, that sadly that happens. Yeah, yeah, it does. Things are never the same. No. Never the same. I don't think it's the same as Cordell Hall. It stays pretty much consistent. Yeah, it's the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea, yep. You got to know how to fish it or it's a Dead Sea for sure. <laughs> it's it's challenging, though. It's kind of hard to pattern, honestly. Well, yeah, because there's no thermocline. It's just all the same all the time. Pretty much. Uh, well, in the summer. No thermocline. Yeah, but it couldn't be you know, 
80 degree water temp on the top all the way down to 110 it's, it's, foot it's never 80 degree on the top son <laughs> it's always cold it just gets colder that's true <laughs> and it's so deep out by the dam oh, too. there's got to be giant fish oh I, I think the world record catfish could come out of there easy I, I, I do. I honestly believe that. Yeah, I do. We just people don't fish for the biggest fish, you know. Well, you, you'd have to use a five-pound fish to catch one of them. I bet you wouldn't, though. Yeah. You know, Ralph Dallas fishes for the. He says the world record. He said this years ago, and he's fished it a lot down there. The world record rockfish was going to come out of Cordell Hall. Yeah. I've seen him down there fishing before. There's there's big fish in that reservoir. They're just they're not easy to catch. No, they're not. I think it's because they get so much pressure. And well, it's not only that too. They they did that kill off of all the hydrilla. Uh, yeah. But that was like a decade ago. I know, but but still, they never it takes, recovered. They never, they never recovered from that for no. years and years. I remember. I remember we were over there in front of Woodard Store. That little you that know point. that point right yeah. there. Me, I forget who was. I mean, it wasn't you, I don't think. Anyway, we were in a boat, you know, just fishing that shallow. It's only two or three feet deep right yeah. in there. And those big shad got up in there schooling, and the rockfish got to circling the boat, circling the boat, just eating these fish. Just, and you could see them. They were huge fish. I threw everything in my tackle box and I never <laughs> caught a fish. Not a strike, not a hit. And I could have thrown my net out there and caught more. Yeah. You know, they're there. And they're voracious. I, I remember being up next to the dam. I think you might have been with me that night. I was up at the dam, and it was quiet glass river. And I saw this skipjack come out of the water and literally skipped across the water. And then the and then the rod fish, fish got him. Yeah. Oh yeah, came came right after the skipjack. It was. And it was so quiet. That it was, was it. it, it okay, that's yeah. what I was thinking. That it was a phenomenal scene. I can still see that so clear to see this huge yeah. skipjack just getting out of the water as fast as he could and didn't do him any good. <laughs> he was gone. We and then the white bass fishing there. Oh, it's great. And I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been in years, yeah. but it used to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, get up around those little islands or back up in the creek back in there. Yeah, it, it seemed like anywhere that it came off the channel and started to shallow out mm -hmm. seemed like to be where they would hang out. I don't know if the channel pushes a lot of water that you don't really see because up top we don't get a lot of that. It moves you a little bit. But I've always kind of wondered if the deeper you get in the channel, the more current you, current have. you have. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's just those, those islands, though. Like you're saying, there's a there, those two islands, and there's a huge point. And I fished the point, and I never got anything. But you can fish around the islands at the right time of year. A striper holding right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they're fun. You can catch two or three at a time. Yeah, they're so they're so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Your mama loves fishing striper. <laughs> She loves that. She loves fishing bluegill too. Oh, she 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 wind burns them, and she <laughs> that's because they're so little. <laughs> and she doesn't set the hook. She reels, so, uh -huh. so you always have to like get your finger in there and pop the hook out of there because mm. it, it hooks them deep. Because when you don't set the hook and you just reel, it keeps it back here where they're eating. So so if, she's incorrigible. You never <laughs> you'll never teach her any better. Yeah, but she gets them. <laughs> she does she does get them you give her a 
bucket of water to put them in and a can of worms and set her on the bank and she'll sit there all day long catch fish and she'll love every minute of it. every minute she will love every every minute of it crickets you know i didn't realize you know uh when i finally actually moved in to texas you know it was uh it was like i guess that would have been 2019 um no it would have been 21 20 18 i been 21 i think 21 is when I actually got there from back from Afghanistan. But when I first moved there in 2019, I went fishing and, uh, you know, everyone, they're always fishing worms and stuff. And I was like, what, why don't we go get a tube of crickets? And he was like, why would we fish? I said, cause crickets are the best bait <laughs> there is. Yeah, really. And we caught catfish and yeah, we caught catfish and trout and panfish and bass we caught all these fish on crickets and it, was just, it just blew his mind he's like i did not know that you could catch all these on crickets yeah but that's like all we fished was crickets and worms mm -hmm. they were you know it's it's easier fishing that oh, way yeah and it's every, enjoyable when you catch fish and, it's, and it's, mm -hmm. it's visual everybody can do it yeah you don't have to yeah. cast well you know it's not pinpoint accuracy mm -hmm. you just find your depth you find your bait you find the fish and yeah, getting some more close and yeah they'll, they'll come to it yeah uh, it's great fun yeah, it's great it's great fun, fun. Yeah. it is and it's a good way to get table fare too yeah it is i mean a, a good size blue you can fillet a bluegill yeah, I mean, if you don't do Linda size, you know, yeah. two inches long, you fly them out, and then and then make a little fillet at least this big, sometimes this big, you know, and that they're delicious. They fry up so great. Yeah, it's they're so tender. It's a really tender, clean meat. It is. Of course, you got to wash them good. You, that, that, you know, I, I, that's one thing people don't understand about bluegill. They say bluegill doesn't just trash. You know, some of them think it's just trash. It's too little for. But if you wash them and clean them up, oh, they're awesome. There's yeah. nothing better. There's nothing better. So, but we're we're getting close to having to wrap this up, oh, right? Okay. But I, I want to ask you, what is the best way to wash your fish? And I, I'm asking this, right? Because my dad, and I, I swear by this, this isn't me blowing smoke up nobody's ass here. This is very real. This man can wash fish to where it doesn't taste like fish. There's no fishy. It tastes like fish, but it's not a fishy flavor. It's just a really tender, clean meat. And uh, there's a lot of folks that don't know that exists, but it's good. So how how did you figure this one out? Yeah, how'd you figure that yeah, out? Yeah, because used to, before I filleted fish when I was younger, and I'd bring in the whole bluegill, yeah. and then I'd try to cook what we did then we would scrape the scales off of them, you know, and we'd just cook them whole, you know, just flip them around. And I noticed one time I was scraping, getting the scales off, and I felt the skin, and it was slimy. Going, that can't be good. So I started washing the slime off of them, and I'm going, well, that's, that's better, you know. That's a lot better. But then when I started filleting them, and, and there's really no big secret to it. You just wash them. Once you get your fillet done, I take them in my hands. I do it two times. I run the water through it. And then I rub them through my hands. And if you've missed any little bones or anything, then you'll feel it. You can get them out. And I do that till they're not slimy feeling. You can tell when you yeah. get them. It's just good, clean meat. And then throw those in the, in the you know, pot. And then 
you know, do the they do the others. That's basically it. I just, I mean, it may take some some pieces. You've got to stay in that water for a while to get them where they're not. You know, they they've got a. It's not really slime on the inside meat, but it's it's kind of like this can, viscous layer. Yeah, you that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, and you can feel it. And you just rinse that off and just keep doing it until it's rinsed off, and and then you're good to go at that point. So I've I've got to where I can clean fish to where it doesn't taste fishy, but I can't store them where they're not salty. I haven't figured that one out. How much salt do you put in? Uh, clear, clearly too much. <laughs> it doesn't take a lot, maybe. You know, in a quart, maybe a teaspoon of salt. You know, maybe up to a tablespoon. But I, I always, always rinse them again. Yeah. When you get them out and they're uh, thawed out, do the same same process. I do the same process again. Just rinse all that off of them. Okay. Yeah, you can get it off that way, and they won't be salty. You know, of course, you might be putting too much in your batter. Well, you I, your my batter. batter's not bad. I think I I really think I was putting because I just kind of like, you know, I turn the Mortons up and I just kind of do this and it's way way more than you just described. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I don't shake that much Mortons in it. Well, yeah, it doesn't take a lot, you know. It doesn't take that much. I mean, in a little cord thing, you know, but you know, it works. Well, Dad, thanks for sitting down and talking <laughs> with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you my boy. I love you. Yeah, yeah, I love you too. You my my upgrade. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, just for all the support and everything. And uh, my dad doesn't have any social medias or anything like that, so um, I'll just have to let him know what you think of the episode. Uh, just thanks so much for everything and uh, to all of our sponsors uh, that's Max and Outfitters 317 Flies Lid Rig Angry Rooster Fly Company and uh, Morris Fly Co and just everybody thanks so much it really means a ton and until next time uh, eat your vegetables and we'll see you <laughs> And now we're actually done. <laughs>